0: Hi friends, welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today. We are in a special series called Summer Lovin', a That Sounds Fun podcast series in which we want to restore hope in dating and bridge all the helpful conversations, practical resources, and amazing experts so that you see changes in your dating life starting with you. During Summer Lovin', we're going to talk through a lot of aspects of dating. Each episode is going to feature an expert, which y'all already loved Ben Stewart last week. I know, me too. And every expert is either someone who's written on the subject, works with a ton of people who are single or dating or as a licensed therapist, or a combo of the above. And in a lot of the episodes, we sit down with a male and a female who aren't married to each other or in life at all, and we get their perspective on it all. You're going to love that part of today's conversation. These friends are my friends, or friends of friends, or our staff who are normal people navigating dating in 2023. And of course, they don't represent everything about dating, or do they represent everyone's experience, but I love how they've shared beautifully from their own stories. This series is not an all-in-one guide to every part of dating, but it's a great jumping-off point that hopefully offers you some good wisdom that you can start implementing right away. And we want to bridge you to these experts and their resources so you have something practical to walk away with. At the end of the episode, we'll make sure and tell you how to find each expert and how to find their resources. But before we dive into today's conversation, I got to tell you about our incredible sponsor, Athletic Greens. Okay, even though it is summer... That does not mean we have to let go of all of our healthy rhythms, you guys. While I'm out on tour this weekend, this weekend, I want to make sure I'm getting my daily nutrients I need. So AG1 by Athletic Greens is packed in my bag. So is my Born to Slay shaker. In fact, I have travel packs with me, which makes packing so easy. And AG1 is such an incredibly simple way to incorporate healthy habits, even when you're busy or traveling. It's as easy as adding one scoop of AG1 powder to cold water instead of keeping up with multiple different products. AG1 was designed with ease in mind so you can live healthier and better without having to do a lot. Every scoop is filled with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients of the highest quality that give us major benefits like gut and mood support, boosted energy, even healthier looking skin, hair, and nails, all things that'll support you in your dating, which is really important to all of us out on tour while we're sharing a bus all month. I'll tell you, we are here for you, but we are not here for your germs. You know what I'm saying? People on tour with me, you don't have to set a reminder to order AG one or worry about running out because it's delivered like clockwork every month. So it's super easy to make a daily habit. And those single-serving travel packs can be thrown in your purse or carry-on when you're on the go. AG1 is powerful because it's easy to fit into your lifestyle, and it's the healthiest thing you can do in under a minute. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, AG1 is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs with your first purchase. So go to athleticgreens.com slash soundsfun. That's athleticgreens.com slash soundsfun. Y'all go check it out. Today on the show we continue with our summer love and series with our second guest expert, Deborah Folletta. Deborah is a licensed professional counselor specializing in dating, marriage, and relationship issues. So she was the exact right person to join us for this series. She's the author of six books, including True Love Dates, and she's also the host of the Love and Relationships podcast. It's like a hotline style show where people call in to get their relationship questions answered, which I think is so cool. Y'all are going to love it. Joining us are my friends Becca and Lucas, and together we're going to talk about dating in your 20s versus 30s and 40s, 50s, and so on. We're each sharing our experience and hangups and what we hope for, and Deborah has so many wise words to offer along the way. You are really going to love this one. So here is my summer loving conversation dating at this age with Deborah Ferletta and my friends Becca and Lucas. Okay, friends, welcome to Summer Lovin'. An episode about how you date different in your decades. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. So ready. Thanks for having I us. I think. I think. I am ready. I'm so glad you're here. I've just been so excited to have you on the podcast. It's so, so good to be here. What a I gift. just love Thank you, you guys. guys.
1: I mean, I already feel like it's more fun just walking in this yeah. office.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Okay, so let's introduce ourselves. This is the first episode our friends are hearing where it's not just me and the expert. And so this is the first time they're getting to hear other people like them that are single and dating and kind of out in the world. So will you tell us, and we'll start with you, Lucas, tell us your name, your age, please be specific Lucas for this particular <laughs> episode and are you single are you dating mm-hmm. are you in a relationship are you engaged kind of where you are in that yeah and what you do
2: yeah so my name is Lucas and I'm grateful I've been friends with you Annie for oh a long gosh. time now um the whole
0: time I've lived here I think really yeah like 14 our, or 15 years
2: yeah, yeah yeah it's been been a good good amount of time and I forget what book you mentioned I think you mentioned the family dinner thing yeah and which book was um,
0: it um I don't know either anyway anyway but yes, family dinner. We,
2: that's I think how we met back yeah. in the day, or when we started hanging. I'm 39, turned 40 in July.
0: Dear uh, everyone, he's not in his 40s. his yeah. so 30s, 39. We get it. 30 no, get it's all good. It. Hey,
2: but I'm not. I'm not like cringing about 40 either. Like I'm looking forward to. I don't know, awesome. new decade. I, I think love it. it's gonna be great. And what was the other question? What do I? What do you do? What do I do? So I've worked in entertainment in the music industry for like probably around 20 years, I mean, if you include college and different Uh things. And it's interesting, I'm kind of in a shift right now of doing different things so right now I'm kind of working more in the nonprofit space in the ministry space oh, and, cool. and doing some different things yeah we got we got to yeah, catch I don't up know offline that. Yeah. too yeah i all saw kinds you of stuff. Um, i saw
0: you on a tour so i thought you were still tour yeah, managing yeah.
2: no no i used to, well that was part of the years of in the entertainment yeah. world was touring and on the road so i've kind of done different things in music management live events and touring publishing and sync and film and tv yeah. stuff and then um, more recently, I've shifted into the non okay. sort of stuff. So, yeah. You're
3: cool. Bex, who are you? <laughs> my name is Becca Wirtz, and I'm 37 years old. I'm a graphic designer and illustrator. I've lived in Nashville for almost nine years. Mm-hmm. Um, when I moved here in 2014, I quit my corporate job and yeah. started out on my own. So I've been working with a lot of companies that are either starting up or looking to grow their business and Found myself here working yes. with the That's on Network. I yes. office
0: here and with all these lovely coworkers, so <laughs> it's been a gift. Oh, you are a gift! I forgot. Uh, where are you in the dating world currently? Single dating? What
3: are you doing? I am single. I am not actively dating, but you know, it's still on my radar. Great. Where are you, Boda? Yeah,
2: pretty similar. Like, I mean. Not not dating, but also not like every Friday, Saturday I'm you know what I mean? <laughs> right, it's like right. <laughs> it's like it's kinda just like, you know, not forcing things, but not like avoiding. Yeah. You know, just yeah. just open. Available. Trying to be open and yeah. but yeah,
1: single. Well you tell us who you are. Yes. My name's Deborah Fileta. I'm a licensed professional counselor. I'm an author. I have a podcast and I you know, I I have such a heart for singles and dating. When I first started my ministry 10 years ago, my first book, True Love Dates, was for singles. Yeah, And, you know, life has evolved over the past 10 years. I write about marriage and sex and emotional and, and mental health. But I have such a heart for this stage. I feel like God hasn't given me the green light to be done with singles yeah. ministry because I truly believe when... If we want to see a dent in the divorce rate, if we want to have less of a need for marriage ministry, we've got to focus on singles and mm-hmm. helping them get healthy and supporting them and encouraging them. Um, so I just feel like such a heart and passion for this stage yeah. and for you guys and I'm just so glad to be here. Thank you.
0: So, one of the things I want to start with. So, these two guests of ours are in their 30s. Okay. I'm in my 40s. A lot of our friends listening are 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and single. Yeah. Is it different? Do you see dating? I mean, my experientially. I mean, do you all agree with it? experientially? Dating is way different now than it was when I was 22. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Kind of across the board. Is, is does dating change?
1: Yeah, I I always say this: the culture of dating changes. But the character of dating shouldn't change. Mm. So the culture changes. Like like every decade, I think we we're faced with a different culture. And I don't necessarily think it's like 20s versus 30s. I think it's more 2023 ah. mm. yeah. versus – 2000 right. versus 19. Because 19- we didn't have dating apps in college, did you? The, I didn't. Uh,
2: I was just thinking about that as you said that. I was like, yeah, the culture has changed. Yeah. Dating.
1: And, and people <clears throat> always ask me, like, when I speak, they're like, tell us a biblical perspective on dating. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that includes a dowry, a bunch of camels <laughs> and goats, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. arranged marriage. <laughs> right. I don't think we actually want a biblical approach to dating as far as that goes, because the culture of dating has changed. Yeah. But I do think that the character of dating stays the same when we can pull out the principles of what it looks like to engage in healthy relationships from scripture. Mm. And so I think you can apply that in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. I even had a 70-year-old reach out to me who's like single and ready to mingle. Yeah. Yeah. So I I just think what we really have to focus on is like making sure we're doing it in a healthy way.
2: Yeah. And no, I don't think we had dating apps. No. Did I you feel, have dating apps in college? Well, Definitely not. If no. we did, We had it Facebook. Was, yeah, even even post-college. <laughs> did we even
1: have cell phones? <laughs> yeah, right? I barely did.
2: If, if we had dating apps even post-college, I mean, I remember when they started, you know, be- becoming more easily available and stuff. I mean, I'm sure there were websites, right? Right. And I always had the impression of, of like, You know, but now it's like so common. And like, I have a family member that found their spouse on a dating one. So it's it's like like the cultures change from like, oh, who would do that to like everybody's doing that. Yeah. So this is
1: an interesting fact for you guys. I did a, uh, I love doing polls and surveys. So I did a a massive poll of uh, married people. Where did you find your spouse? Christian married couples. A third of them found somebody through a church or related activity, about 30%. The other third was through friends and family.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and with friends and family, I do think there is a level of being proactive. Like mm-hmm. if you actually want to date, to, to say, hey, like I'm single. Yes, I, I would love to, to meet people. people. Yes. Like sometimes people are not as proactive to say it.
0: Yeah,
1: And, and then the, the last third was online. Mm-hmm. So that just shows you the shift, yes. an, an entire third. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I think if we would have backtracked a decade ago, even, it would have been higher friends and family and higher church or related activity for Christians specifically, mm-hmm. but a third. So we're like equal, a third, a third, a third. And online dating is right up there. Are y'all both on apps? I am. Yes. Yeah. Nope. You're not right now.
2: Never have been.
1: <gasps> Never have been? Let's wow. talk about that line. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, I don't have anything against it. I just don't feel like it's my vibe. Huh, like, yeah. I mean, it's worked great for a lot of people. It's not like I'm like, I don't know. It just doesn't, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Okay. It's just like I'm not drawn towards it. I feel yeah. like if it doesn't feel like something that's naturally what I would want to do or – I you, look, you could push yourself outside your comfort zone, no doubt. But I'm meeting people other ways, so yeah. it's kind of like, I don't know. My was, goal is to get
1: to- you on an app by the end of the day. <laughs> oh,
2: wow. Why? <laughs> my why? Why do you want to get me on an app?
1: You know, I just feel like it's just one more – opportunity to meet people. And I also feel like if we could just shift our perspective of dating and instead of seeing it as like, I need to find my spouse, see it as this is an opportunity to encourage and edify brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, like I never know who I'm going to meet. It's just like when I sit on a plane, I never know who's going to sit next Mm -hmm. to me. And I say, Lord, help me encourage and edify this person. Mm -hmm. And I just think if we could shift our mentality about it and not make it so serious, so complex, so awkward, uh, we would do much better in dating and interactions and coffees and dinners. I think
0: that we have a lot of friends for – Becca and Lucas, for y'all to know this, we have a lot of friends listening. When we've done surveys and reached out, who have never been on a date at all, mm-hmm. and they're in their thirties. Yeah, and you're they,
1: absolutely right about that. It I mean, is
0: a. It is a. I. I was. Our whole team was surprised at the amount of people who said, "Yeah, I've never been on a date at all." I think a lot of Christian culture says you are dating to find your husband or wife, right? And therefore, a first date is very important, exactly. and it keeps people from just like. Meeting it, it each keeps other, people paralyzed. so much pressure. You're yeah, absolutely is right. A lot of Do y'all feel that pressure?
2: Less now than I used to.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. I felt it, felt it a lot. I think in my 20s, and I honestly didn't even date much in my 20s. It was like, Same. you know, we're, it's like church culture. We would just like all hang out together, yeah. And, um, As groups, you mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And um, so we would like have parties so that we could like socialize with yeah. men and. um and so like anytime a date would come up, it would feel like, oh my gosh, like I feel like so much pressure to know, like, you know, do I want to, you know, is this someone that I could see myself with long term? And it's like, no, you just have to know if you want to say, yeah. say yes to a next date. And yeah. 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 so absolutely it's, right. um, I think that's caused a lot of anxiety in dating, at least for me personally. And I think. I can see it spreading into the Christian culture of, like, putting so much emphasis on the end zone that, or yeah. the end line that you're not yeah. able to, like, engage with the
1: process. You're, you're absolutely right. That was the number one dating mistake in one of my surveys. What was the number one dating mistake you made last year? I thought it might be toxic relationships, having sex outside of marriage. It was not dating, not going on a date. Wow. It was the number one regret of Christian singles. That tells you something. Do you Uh, think? So go ahead. No, I was just
2: going to say one more thing about the app as you're talking or apps in general, as you're talking about it, I think some of this is like principle, like like you were talking about, like what's the principle behind all of it? But some of it's personal too, like in the sense of, I think for me, it it feels a little transactional Mm -hmm. where I want something to naturally unfold, you know, Mm. but that's just me. I think the goal, at least in my mind, and y'all can tell me if I'm off base here, but I think the goal <laughs> is to like meet people and meet new people and get to know new people, right? Yeah. However you do that, if it's through an app, through friends, through family, through events, through hangs, through, yeah. you know, and then you can be intentional in that. But like, so for me, I'm meeting new people like pretty much every week, like through different things, like service sort of things, like I'll... My community has kind of become this organization called People Loving Nashville, and so we do stuff every single week. There's new people coming every single week. I'm meeting people constantly, and then I'm doing other things, other hangs with friends, other church-related things, other like constantly doing things and meeting new people. So to me, meeting people at
0: People Loving Nashville, Deborah, is like go and do something you love, and then look around. I love that, and and so
1: I mean, you're saying you don't really feel a need. To explore another stream of meeting people because you have so much right now.
2: And I might one day. I mean, it's not like I'm saying I'm never doing that. You know, it's just like it doesn't really feel natural to me. I'm meeting people, so I don't feel the, you know.
1: I think what I often see is the opposite. People who are in total isolation Mm -hmm. and they don't have anybody. And then they go to their Christian mentors and they're like, I really want to get married one day. And the mentor or the pastor will say, just wait on the Lord. Mm. But what's interesting is we don't give that same advice. Like, like if you came to me, Becca, and you're like, I want to buy a house next year. I'd say, you know what? Let's look at the interest rates. Let's start saving money. Right. Let's start shopping around and see what kind of houses you like and what kind of ha- – like we've, we're mm-hmm. going to come up with a plan. But with Christian singles – we often just say to them, "Wait on the Lord."
0: Right. We don't tell people there's who no want to have a baby not to do something. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like yeah. A passive yeah. culture yeah. instead
1: yeah. of a proactive culture. And yeah. like even
2: waiting, like I've thought a lot about that. I mean, that, talk about biblically classic waiting. It is. And like, I do think we should wait on the Lord, but the way we wait on the Lord, like there's an act of waiting. Sometimes that might mean being alone for a little bit, but sometimes a lot of times I think that means doing something. And that's something I've thought about recently in a lot of realms of life is just, it's like what James talks about, you know, faith and works. I think faith, if it's, Faith is paired with action. Mm. Yes, you know, and so yes, sometimes that action might be like, no, I've been going, going, going. I need to do nothing. Right. But Mm -hmm. like, if you've been doing nothing a long time and you're seeking the Lord, maybe He's asking you to step out of the boat. You know, I don't know. So I think that that comes in someone's personal relationship with the Lord. I
0: agree, Deborah. From something I've experienced is meeting men in my age bracket in my in their 40s or late 30s outside of apps. You don't know if they're marriage minded or not right so you you meet them and there's a spark and there's a the start of a thing and then they're like well i was trying to get this together i wasn't trying to fall in love or i was trying and and it ends up not working because you've you me i've met up with someone and gone on dates with someone who in the long run is like oh we aren't on the same page right, right now so when we're thinking of people in every stage of life where are other places we can look to know that the people we're meeting at People Loving Nashville and interested in are actually thinking about the same long-term thing. Yeah,
1: you're right. Well, the tricky thing is even people on dating apps may not have that long-term mentality either. Uh, Some people are just there to have fun and play around, right? right? So I think what it comes down to is being really clear in our communication and being proactive Oftentimes, we we talk about the verse, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Yeah. Like, out of it flows everything. But what's interesting about that verse is it says, guard your heart. Like, mm-hmm. protect your own heart. Nobody's responsible for that but you. Yeah. And I think we also have this culture where women are kind of taught to just not say anything yeah. until he says something and now I'm like four months in on going dates, and and I find out he's actually not interested in dating me. And I feel like that's a poor job of protecting our own hearts. So mm-hmm. I really encourage, especially women because of that culture that we yeah. come from, that Christian culture of like, don't pursue him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which personally I disagree with. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important, like Becca, let's say you're hanging out with this guy. It's been a couple months. He hasn't said anything. It's time for you to say something and be like, listen. We've been hanging out a lot and it's fun and I'm really interested in getting to know you. And I'd like to know if you want to be exclusive in this relationship or you're if you're thinking something different. Mm-hmm. Like you have to get to a point where you decide to change that ambiguity.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: That's right. Do you have any um advice like as you're as someone's like looking through an app, like do you ever like engage in that conversation before you even meet up with them? Like or is that just something you would look
1: I think at that later? might be a little too early because they don't know what their plans are. And you don't know what your plans are until you actually meet and connect. I mean, you might go on that first coffee date and be like, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice to meet you. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> this was fun, but, you know. Um, so I think it's a matter of, like, in time. Think of this. Dating isn't about cultivating intimacy. It's a season of investigation. Ah. I'm here to investigate see if we connect are we a good match what's your personality like like we take out the intimacy part and we just see it as I know it doesn't sound Hollywood romantic okay it really doesn't like oh it's it's about investigation Mm -hmm. but I think really that's a healthier perspective to have especially those first three to six months.
0: Is that true for people who are re-single, widowed, or divorced? Is that still true? Is it still investigative if you are doing it again? I think it's especially true ah,
1: because just looking at divorce in general, oftentimes two people were involved in that divorce. Two people have things to heal and change and transform and do differently. And so I think all the more reason— to, to take your time and investigate the second time around mm-hmm. so that you can make sure you have the information you need to move forward in a
0: healthy way. Becca, how different does dating feel like for you now in your mid-30s versus your mid-20s?
3: I think it feels – I think because I know myself better now, I think I have more clarity yeah. on, like, what I'm – looking for yep. and I think I also feel more freedom to like relax mm-hmm. in dating rather than try and
2: like be someone that I'm not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, same question, Bodo. How is it different now than right when when you were in college or right after?
2: Well, kind of like Becca I was saying, I, I, I don't I didn't really date much in my twenties, which man, we could dig into that for a I while. I mean, but <laughs> both of y'all but- I've seen
0: both of y'all be in relationships.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I guess you have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while for me to be in, in a relationship. I don't date a ton, but I would say the way it's different. You're talking about for me personally yeah, how it's yeah. different. Yeah. I would say in my 20s, I was just like living life in in the way of doing like following what sounded interesting to me, not just in dating, but in everything like career wise and the little bit of dating I did it was here and there and sporadic and honestly I kind of like just dove into career stuff for most of my 20s like and I kind of blinked and my 20s passed and it's like I it, I actually remember on a tour bus a moment where it was almost like a little s- switch flipped inside yeah where I was like yeah I think I'm getting close to wanting to be married like or, or wanting to it's not like I never want or ever didn't want to be married, but like something shifted to where it was a little bit more like in the mindset yeah. of, oh yeah, I'm. I feel like I'm moving towards that now because we have these expectations of timelines, yeah. And it gets interesting once you start finding you had expectations you didn't know you had right. when you pass mm-hmm. the pass it on the right, timeline, and right. then you're like, oh, I didn't know I th- mm. thought I'd be married by this point, or yeah, you know. And, and Do you so. feel that too, Becca?
3: Oh, yeah. I yeah. almost like, I, I as you were talking, I was just thinking how like because I didn't date a ton in my early 20s, like went on some dates like maybe like later 20s, I have have like struggled with this lie that I'm behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like even in my 30s as I'm dating, I've like felt very much like a beginner in, yeah. in dating. And yeah. it's like. I've had to, like, accept that it's, like, it's okay that I'm, like, practicing it and, like, I can um, learn more about myself with each, like, person I meet and each date I go out on. Do you feel behind?
2: I don't know. Maybe it depends on the day. (laughs) You know, like, and so I think, I think, I will say for me personally, my goal in life is not to be married. I mean, well, no, that sounded weird. No, it's my— It's not a goal. It's it's not—the goal is not marriage. Okay. The goal— I think, is to follow the Lord. And do I want to be married? Yeah. But I also want to, like, I'm single right now. I want to appreciate now and my singleness, I think. And that's something I think God's helped me with over time to see things from a different perspective. That Like, man, there's things I can do now when I'm single. I couldn't really do when I'm married. Mm -hmm. Not to say marriage is worse. It's just different. And so there's things now that's like, unique to now. Yeah. You know, and and if I get married, it'll be unique to marriage. And so, yeah, I don't want to like chase marriage. I think chase it in an unhealthy way. Yeah. Like, and another thing I'll say about the shift from like 20s to 30s. And I don't know if this is true from a female perspective or maybe it's different person to person, but I think even though I wanted character in a woman in my 20s, it was much more driven on the front end by the, by the physical attraction. The yeah.
1: Chemistry. Yeah, yeah physical yeah. attraction.
2: Yeah. And do I still want chemistry? Sure. Do I still want physical attraction? Sure. But there has been a shift like what, I mean, through different experiences. I mean, I lived in LA for several years and around a lot of physically attractive people. And, um, you know, you start to see, oh, physical attraction can be there. And, not the other things that I'm looking for, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so then it's like, okay, I, if you had asked me that back then, I would have said that. But when you experience it, yeah, it's you, different. you to feel it. Yeah. yeah. And so um, now what is attractive to me has changed and kind of narrowed in some ways just because I've changed. I know myself better. And, like, as I get to know different women, I think intellect, good conversation, character, Trajectory in life and what's prioritized. Yeah. Like those sort of things all of a sudden can be really attractive or unattractive. So.
0: Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation to share about one of our amazing partner, Thrive Cosmetics. Listen, I'm a big fan of Thrive Cosmetics. You know this. Not only are their beauty products incredible, but they are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free and made with clean, skin-loving ingredients. I am here for that. Okay, listen, their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. It is in my makeup bag at work. It is in my makeup bag at home. And it will be with me on tour. It is my actual favorite. And considering it has 25,000 five-star reviews, I would say it's a favorite for a ton of y'all too. Not only does it make my lashes look longer and fuller, but it lasts all day without smudging or flaking. And you know that matters, you guys. It's nourishing ingredients, support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. Plus, when it's time to take your makeup off, you actually aren't even going to believe this. It is so easy. You just use warm water and a washcloth and it literally slides off. It is Bizarre. No soap required. It's amazing. It is the best selling product from Thrive Cosmetics, and I know why. <laughs> Thrive's helping us stock our makeup bags with incredible, clean, skin loving products that make us feel like a million bucks while also helping us help others. Cause is in the name for a reason. As part of their mission, every purchase supports organizations that help communities thrive with partners that help people emerging from homelessness and surviving domestic abuse and recovering from cancer, just to name a few. Y'all have got to try Thrive Cosmetics to see for yourself. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order when you visit ThriveCosmetics.com slash T-S-F. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash T-S-F for 20% off your first order. And one more amazing partner to tell you about, FastGrowingTrees.com. Okay, whether you want to breathe some life into your backyard or into your house this summer, FastGrowingTrees.com. FastGrowingTrees.com has got you covered from shade to fresh fruit to privacy to natural beauty. Let FastGrowingTrees.com help you plant your dream garden with their expert advice and fast, reliable shipping. I love our fiddle leaf fig tree and our ficus plant from FastGrowingTrees. We have them in our office and we got them at a great price. FastGrowingTrees.com has your perfect plant match too. Happy plants, happy home, am I right? But sometimes it's hard to know which plants will do best. No problem, because with fastgrowingtrees.com, you get customized recommendations based on your specific needs. Plus, their plant experts are always available to help keep your plants growing healthy through the season and beyond. No more waiting in long lines and hauling heavy plants around. With fastgrowingtrees.com, you order online and your plants arrive at your door in just a few days. Whether you're buying plants for your first home or working on a seasoned garden, fastgrowingtrees.com has experts in the field ready to support you and your plants for years to come. Plus, with Fast Growing Trees 30-day alive and thrive guarantee, you know that everything will look great, fresh out of the box. Join over 1.5 my, my, my Million Happy Fast Growing Tree customers, you guys. So go now to fastgrowingtrees.com slash that sounds fun to get 15% off your entire order. That's fastgrowingtrees.com slash that sounds fun. Okay, now back to our summer love and conversation with Deborah, Lucas, and Becca. Deborah, talk about that for a minute. Like, does our – Luke is saying it's true for him. I think it's true for me, too, that what is attractive to me at 42 is very different than what was attractive to me at 22.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think as you grow and evolve, in yourself even.
0: Yeah. You realize – Like Becca was saying, knowing yourself.
1: What's more important, you know? And and I think as you get healthier – you are drawn to healthier relationships. Yes. Yeah. like we're human beings are magnetic and we attract people on our level of emotional, mental, spiritual health. So, as we get healthier in life, the pool looks a little different. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's almost less people are appealing because we've gotten healthier. And I actually think that's a really great place to be. Yeah.
0: You know? Talk about what we all have felt based on they both said, it, I haven't said it out loud, of like, are we behind? And I don't know that any of us thought we'd be sitting here at this age right. and not be married. Yeah. I mean, it just wasn't, right, Becca? Do you, right. I mean, I yeah. don't think any of us thought that would be our story. How often are you hearing that from people in their 30s, 40s, 50s? of And the woman who reached out to you in her 70s, like, have we all just worked on our career too much? <laughs> no, I,
1: I think the culture is changing. And I think people, for some Positive reasons, but also for some negative reasons. Like I do think that for some people, marriage is on the back burner. And yeah, all these other things have kind of taken the front burner. But I also think because of sin, because of like just this the world and, and the craziness that we're facing, the chaos of the world, I think has also affected dating. I think part of the way that we're engaging in dating today, all of the unhealthy things, the hookup culture, like all of that, t- the Tinder culture, you know, I feel like all of that is part of the 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 influence of the enemy. Like, mm. Like he wants to taint everything, mm-hmm. including yeah. the dating culture. Yeah. But, you know, one thing I always ask people when I'm doing dating coaching or dating counseling is like... What's your desire to get married on a scale of zero to 10? And I'd love for each of you to answer if you guys feel comfortable. (laughs) 10 is like, I definitely want to get married and I want to do everything in my power to make it happen. And zero is like, I have no desire to get married and I'm perfectly content without it.
0: Yeah.
2: What would five be?
0: Probably where you are. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say
2: say, I'm I'm pretty strong five, I think.
0: I think I'm an
3: eight. Okay. I was gonna say between an eight and a nine. Good
1: for you for being honest.
0: Yeah. I I changed mine.
1: Six. Okay, (laughs) thanks.
0: Six.
3: I
2: lean towards, yeah, I'd prefer (laughs) to be married. But like
0: Yeah, you had to move up to that. I would like to be married. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's
2: not like I'm apathetic. I'm a sea of apathy over here.
0: I
1: almost feel like there's some shame. In being an eight, nine, ten, yeah, like it's like I don't want to, especially desire in women, yeah, it means
0: are, you're doing it and you're making it happen, or and... you're desperate, yeah, or yeah. or
1: you're not relying on God and God's not enough for you. Like, right. why do I have this strong desire for marriage? Right. Isn't God supposed to be enough yeah. for me? But I feel like that is so important to be honest with your desire, and then take inventory of is your actions. Matching your desire. Mm-hmm. Like if I asked you, Annie, how badly do you want to grow your business mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur? What, how badly do you want to do the next thing? If it's a nine out of nine, I'm assuming your actions are going to match yeah. that nine yeah. out of nine. Oftentimes, though, we say it's an eight or a nine, yeah. but our actions are more like a two, three.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, truth for us is we're both paying for an app. We're, I mean, we are, it is funny to hear, even, even if apps were the only scale. Like, Yeah, Bodo's not doing it, but we are. Yeah. You know, so he's a six and we are an 8.5. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Which is fine. Apps are not the thing. Don't hear me saying apps. No, 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 no. no, I think that's
2: great.
3: No, I think
1: I have mixed feelings.
0: Oh, certainly. I think everyone does. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's general.
1: Yes. Love hate relationship with them. And it's
3: also, I mean, not to derail the conversation, but I feel like what I've noticed with what it's added or changed in the dating culture is it's almost. I think it's changed our mentality that there's so many options. So I'm just going to keep looking. I'm going to keep scrolling. And when I have to take a break is when it feels like I'm shopping. And I'm like, (laughs) I do not want
1: to shop for a partner. You're right. I think you're right. That's definitely something that is a mindset shift.
0: Yeah, let's talk about mindset. Keep talking about that.
1: Like the first unhealthy mindset is I need to find the best. Because first of all, are you even the best? Hey, say that, Deborah. You know, it, it sometimes drives me loony, and I'm just this is I'm about to yeah. be like so candid here. Okay, yeah, thank you. I've worked with men, and 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 I'll, I'm going to say the porn culture has certainly influenced Christian dating. Let's yes. not pretend it's just the men world. and women, men and women. Yes, and I've worked with people. And and I say men because the I have a couple specific cases that come to my mind where they're like you know I really want somebody who looks this way like, yeah I want a nine out of ten in her physical appearance and I'm like dude you're like a four out of ten <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah I mean rewind like, let's re- be realistic yeah, yeah rewind two hundred <laughs> years it's like who's the one person in the little village that I might want exactly to versus right. every human on the planet that's exactly right I yes. mean that's just like. Yeah, and I when, the reason I paused earlier was because something you were saying just made me think about—well, you were saying, I think, that the, the enemy wants to just ruin or derail everything, no matter what you're doing. Yeah. I agree, and I think, for me, I think one of the reasons I'm a six on that scale, so to speak, is maybe I haven't always been there, but— Look, if scripture if if the Lord says my sheep know my voice. Yeah. I want to know his voice, right? Yeah. And you're talking about what's best. It's like, well, do I define what's best? You know, I think if I really believe he is who he says he is, I'm going to believe he knows better than me. Mm-hmm. And if he knows better than me, it's not just like, hey, let's see how much he can take or how much Annie can take or mm-hmm. Becca can take. It's not like, let's see how much they can endure before they just crack. It, right. It's like, I feel like there's a subliminal thing sometimes. It's like, that's not the Lord. Yeah. You don't see that anywhere in scripture. So I agree. I do think we have we have an advocate and we have an adversary. Mm-hmm. And I think there's this analogy that I think God's used to help me over time. And it's just that, like, what's on your plate right now, right now in life You know, it doesn't have to just be relationships. It could be anything. But since we're talking about relationships, it's like whatever your situation is, the Lord can use for you. Mm -hmm. And whatever is on your plate, the adversary will use against you. So, like, take loneliness. I think there's a loneliness epidemic personally in, in the world.
1: I agree with that.
2: But I will say that even loneliness, when you... Give it to the Lord. And it may be over time, over a long period of time. I, I've i seen it in my own life. This is why I say this. He has used it for me. Mm. It's been formative. And he's used it in ways that have built compassion and empathy and character and strength and endurance and like... Formative things, you know. But meanwhile, of course, the adversary is going to use that to just be like, look what you don't have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Look how worthless you are. Look how, you know. And I think when I realize like, okay, what's on my plate? And I just think that's helpful. So for me right now, being single right now, it's like when you talk about we have a lot of listeners that have been single and never been on a date. Man, it's like I just want to talk to them and be like. It's all good, like, the Lord sees you, you know what I mean? And some of the greatest, the people who were used in the greatest ways in Scripture were single the whole life, you know? It's like, if we really believe what we say we believe, sorry, I'm getting, like, amped here. (laughs) but But, like, if we really believe what we say we believe, this portion of our lives is a blink, and it's like, if that's the case, man, I want to follow the Lord wherever he wants to lead me. Mm-hmm. If if he's like, you think marriage is going to be great, and trust me, marriage is good. But for you, you have no idea what I got for you if, if you'll follow me and yeah. stay single. Yeah. It'll blow your mind. Yeah. Like, I don't know best, you know. I just want to know the shepherd's voice and follow. Does that make sense?
1: It makes so much sense. I'm going to challenge you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, go now, ahead. Because I feel like... That's such a beautiful gift that God has given you. Yeah. But I will tell you, you're unique. You're an anomaly. Hmm. Like my experience is a lot of singles have a really high desire for marriage. And they almost feel like because they don't feel like you, they must be lacking in their faith or their walk with the Lord. Like Mm. God has clearly given you an anointing. God has clearly given you a contentment and a peace. For where you're at. And I think that's a beautiful gift.
2: I may be misrepresenting myself a little bit. And here's why I say that because as I hear you talk, as yeah, I hear yeah. you talk and yeah. say the contentment, I may, desire, when I say misrepresenting myself, I'm, I mean, I'm, I, I do really want to be married. Yeah. I just don't want to be married for married's sake. Yeah. Does you that make do sense?
1: If it's God's will for you.
2: Yeah, it's a strong desire, but yeah. it's not so strong that like, I just want to be married. Because
0: the other thing women are dealing with that I don't think men are dealing with, but correct me if I'm wrong, is men can have babies until they're 80. And Mm -hmm. the women that are peers with Lucas and I, we are having to go, not only am I not married, but I am knocking on the door of, so two dreams are not coming true for me. Yeah, absolutely right. And so, I mean, does that feel true back? I mean, I just feel like a lot of our friends, a lot of my peers are facing this like, Do we freeze our eggs? Do we have children by ourselves? That's real. Do Do we just go ahead and do this? Right. Because I am content and I'm doing my job and I'm feeling like God's doing what God's called me to. But also, if I don't get married, I don't get to have kids. Mm-hmm. And so there's two. This isn't me. I'm just giving examples right, of my right. friends. Yeah. How do we balance that? How do we balance the truth of what he's saying that is the yes and of this? Yes, we are grateful for the lives God have given us. Also, there are friends of ours listening who are 48 and 55 and are going through menopause and have never had a child. Yeah. 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 First of all, I think it's important for
1: us to affirm that even a high desire for marriage is okay. Yeah you know yeah. like like marriage is a part of god's plan god the, the bible talks about the beauty of marriage obviously also the the beauty of
0: singleness but and the balance of that cuz it feels like he has desire for marriage and contentment in where he's sitting too yeah
1: but but honestly they're both a gift yeah and i think you get to choose which gift you desire mm. right like if you desire singleness and that's the road you want to meet the Lord get sanctified through singleness. You're content in that way. Wonderful. But I do think our desires lead us. You know, the verse that says, he has given us. you yeah. the desire of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I really believe that means that he gives you the desires of your heart. When you, the prerequisite is delight in him.
2: You mean like he implants?
1: He implants. Yeah. When you delight in him, that's the caveat. Not yeah. just he just get whatever you desire is from right. God. No. If you delight in him and you're still an eight out of nine, eight out of ten in, in your desire, you can trust that, Lord, you put this desire in me. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to yeah. pursue it. I'm going to pursue you. I'm going to pursue this desire. I'm not going to feel shame yeah. that I have this desire. The Lord is in it. And I'm going to trust him with this desire. And I'm going to trust that when I'm grieving that this desire hasn't happened He's grieving with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, good, I want Deborah. this for you too, Annie. Yeah. Annie, when the day that you're like bummed and crying because you've had an yeah. amazing day and nobody to share it with. Yeah. God's like, ah, I'm grieving with you, yeah. Annie. I'm here for you. You know, and I and I want you to hold on to that desire. So I just also I there's always that balance because I want people to be content. With the life that God has given them today, the abundant life, Christ is enough. Yes. But also don't ever want them to feel shame. Or shut down there. For the no, desire yeah. that they have. For That's sure. like so mm-hmm. real. Mm-hmm. And, and that God grieves just like a woman who can't get pregnant. Yeah. She grieves. Yeah. And we grieve with her and and Jesus grieves with her. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like if some people are listening are more like Lucas and they're like, you know what? Life is good and I'm happy. And whenever it happens, it happens and I'm, I'm so proud of you, and I'm so grateful that God has given that to you. That is beautiful. But I also feel like for those who are listening that are like, I don't feel that. I feel like I, I, I really want to get married, and I really hope this is what God has for me, and I have this strong desire that's okay too.
0: Does it make sense to slide up and down the scale? Cuz I'm thinking of like last year when my nephew passed away and I tore up my knee and we had trauma at church like I was like someone said, Have, are you seeing anybody?" and I was like, "Barely myself." Yeah, like yeah, barely. Yeah. I was yeah. like a 1. Well, that's okay. Yeah, I just couldn't do yeah. I I couldn't. But then as I started coming out of that grief, I was like, "Okay, this is this is coming back up the scale. Is that mm-hmm. normal?"
3: Totally. feels okay. normal for me. Yeah, you feel that too. It might even change
0: in a day,
1: right? Back sure. <laughs> yeah, I feel
3: like my capacity for, you know, something, somebody new to enter my life, like yeah. changes depending on like where my headspace is. Yeah. And like, so I've had seasons of like, headspace, That's extreme, an word. you know, contentment. And like, you know, I, I think I've like come to an acceptance of like, I really like my life. Yeah. And like, I have amazing friendships. I have, family that is near and like nieces and nephews that like, if I am never able to have kids, I'd love just to be a great aunt to them. Mm -hmm. And I still would love to be a mom if that's like possible for me. And so Mm -hmm. like, I think currently I'm probably like not feeling as confident in my, like in the dating world, but it's like, I've watched enough like close friends get married quote unquote later in life and i think mm-hmm. honestly that's something that gets me a little fired up is because i think our culture has like yeah cuz in us, new york we're not later in no, life it, no and even not. in europe like i've yeah. spent the fall of 2021 in paris and you would see like older couples with a baby all the time and i'm like why why do we have to put so much fear around like Yeah, the timeline. Timeline, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so anyways, that's something I'm consistently having to surrender um, in my own process. The
1: the other thing that affects our desire level is our past experiences. Mm. Like some people come from a past where their parents had an awful marriage and they grew up as that's the template of marriage. Mm-hmm. And so without even realizing it subconsciously, it begins to change your own mm-hmm. template, mm-hmm. your own desire, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and and or, or past dating relationships or siblings who've mm-hmm. been through, like, awful divorces or mm-hmm. whatever. But all of these things sometimes do affect our, our desire because our desire is impacted by our fears.
0: Yeah. Our desire mm-hmm. is impacted by our fears. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Like, what could happen?
1: Will I get a mm-hmm. divorce? Will this guy be you know healthy I've done I've
0: been single this long do I want to give this up mm-hmm. i yeah. right. is it is it
1: going to be worth it I just yeah. heard that from a single woman the other day I've been single for so long am I even going to be able to integrate somebody mm-hmm. new in my life mm-hmm. at this point you right. know but all those fears do impact our desire I mean think about it like you could be so excited to go to a amusement park and you get there and you're like terrified yeah. of, of all the things that could happen there goes the fun, you yeah. know? Mm,
2: yeah. well, yeah. and, and I think y'all are, I'm, I'm an external processor. So I think y'all great. are also, yeah, y'all are also helping me like in the sense of when you mirror back what you just heard, what you heard yeah. me say, because then I'm like, well, wait, man, no, I, I mean, like I do really want marriage, you know, like You're it's like, helping me. see. seven now. No, yeah, <laughs> no, that's exactly I what I was thinking. Lucas, that, that's exactly what I, I was saying. You. I'm like, well, maybe I'm a seven, you know, <laughs> but I, I think, I think what I'm, I think what I'm, um. Not sa- saying imperfectly, too, is like in the midst of that desire. I think God's helping me appreciate my singleness yeah, more. Yeah. And, and, and more enjoy, than and years ago. And, oh, yeah, and yeah, enjoy it more and see the positive side of it more, which in a weird way I think makes me in a better place for marriage. Yeah, I know that sounds
0: no, contrary,
2: but like, and honestly, Annie, I feel like you do a good job of this, or at oh, least no, from my sure. perspective in the sense like you're going, you're doing life, you're – you're seeking the Lord. You're you're trying to obey him in your work and in your relationships and your whatever. And it's like you're moving as you're desiring. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not as you're, still, desiring. you're not staying still. You're not stagnant. Great,
0: yeah.
1: Because on the flip Thank side you, of Lucas. all of this yeah. is the reality that marriage can't complete you. Right. Marriage can't give you purpose. Yeah. Marriage can't delete your insecurities. It is a beautiful gift. And I say that as a married woman. But it is not everything. Right? So we, we, we want to... Keep the desire in check with truth.
0: Everything's got to stay in check yeah. with truth. So one know? of the things you talked about before we started was this sentence that we hear a lot, especially I think as we age, of there aren't any good men left. Mm-hmm. There aren't, any, and, and men probably hear there aren't any good women. You know, I hear
1: it from both sides. Yes, yes. I hosted a singles event, and I heard from the, the guys, there's no good ladies out there, and mm-hmm. the women are like, there's no good men out <laughs> here, and I'm like. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like,
2: either you're Look all around. terrible or you're all wrong. <laughs>
1: you <know>? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Yeah. And I think it's, you're all wrong.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I have a feeling you guys are going to be getting a lot of calls after this. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that's yeah. one of my
2: goals. I love that you had, that had everybody
0: it. <laughs> gets everybody falls in love after <laughs> they're all right. I
2: love that you had us on the spicy series. Like, yeah, This is like, right. like talking about right. the spicy <laughs> stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. But your mindset about
1: it all is so important because yeah. if you fill your mind – With negativity, your dating life is going to follow suit. Like, Mm. I always talk about how your thoughts lead to your feelings, which lead to your behaviors, Mm -hmm. right? I see, Annie, you've got this book in front of you that I wrote recently called Reset. The whole theme of that is thoughts lead to feelings, which impact your behaviors. So if there's anything in your life you want to change, you don't start with just the peripheral behavior, even if it's your dating life. Yes. You shift back, what am I feeling about this? Mm -hmm. Am I feeling desperate? Because if I'm feeling desperate, I'm going to date desperate. If I'm feeling like there's no good guys out there, I'm going to start feeling this this hopeless feeling that then I might decrease my standards. I might date that guy next door even though I normally wouldn't because I'm feeling so desperate. Like Mm -hmm. it affects your behavior. And those feelings come from your mindset, your thought life, your belief system. And there's so many times as singles, I mean, all of us, but we're applying it to our single life right now, that our mindset is so unhealthy that it's affecting our feelings and then our dating life. Mm. So our mindset about ourselves, our insecurities, I'm not good enough. There's something wrong with me. Why haven't I attracted somebody? Like I've made so many mistakes. My story can't be redeemed. I've heard so many things that are just Based on lies from yeah. the pit of hell. Some of them come from childhood.
2: Mm-hmm. That's good. Some of them
1: come from our experiences. But that impacts your feelings. It, you're going to start feeling insecure. You're going to start feeling hopeless. You're going to start feeling depressed. And all of those things then impact how you date. So if your mm-hmm. dating life is a disaster right now, what you really need is to kind of peel back the curtain and start to what take inventory thinking? of your thoughts and beliefs about yourself, about people. Yeah. Can people even be trusted mm-hmm. about God? You know, all of that. that
0: fun. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to share about one of our amazing partners, Thrive Market. Okay, this will not surprise you about my personality type, but avoiding things that I usually dread, that is like a no-brainer for me. <laughs> and do I sometimes dread going to the grocery store? Yes, yes, I do. Parking and lines and decision fatigue and— hard pants and a lot of options there, there's just a lot of unfun things involved you guys but great news Thrive Market has become my rescue. Thrive Market is my go-to for all my grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting it all quickly shipped to my doorstep is a huge time saver. They've got my Chomps snack sticks that help me get enough protein even on the go. My clean cleaning supplies so that I know my house is getting clean without introducing unnecessary chemicals into the situation. And as a Thrive Market member, I can save money on every single order. On average, I save about 30% each time, you guys. On my last order, I saved $30 on a $107 order. And today I literally just got an email about some of my favorite things being on sale. And so my savings is right along the average. And on top of the massive savings on each order, Thrive Market has a deals page that changes daily, gives me cash back on so many brands, and they have a price match guarantee. Not only does Thrive Market save me money and save me drive time and waiting in line time, they also save me shopping time. I love the filters on their website and app. They have over 70 So whether you're looking for certified gluten-free snacks like I am so I can stay awake and not be like a tranquilized bear cub, does gluten do that to you too? Or if you're looking for non-toxic cleaning essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with the click of a button. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need through Thrive's one-for-one membership matching program. You join and they give. So join Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash that sounds fun for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift that's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash that sounds fun thrivemarket.com slash that sounds fun and one more amazing partner to share with you indeed okay listen Whenever we're hiring here at Downs Books, Inc. or at the That Sounds Fun Network, we hire using Indeed, and it never steers us wrong. They are the experts at helping us find the best fit for the roles we want to build our team with. If you're hiring, you need Indeed, too. With Indeed Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. When you're ready to hire, you're probably already overloaded with too much work on your plate. That is why you're hiring someone and you don't need one more thing to add to your list and that's where Indeed comes in. Indeed helps make sure the hiring process doesn't become a second full-time job. You can reclaim your time and find top talent fast with Indeed. Their suite of powerful hiring tools like assessments and virtual interviews allow you to find top talent fast. They can help you attract, interview and hire all in one place so you don't have to spend your valuable hours digging through multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills. Instead, you can do it all and fast with Indeed. So join the 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash soundsfun. The offer is good for a limited time and just for my friends. So claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash soundsfun. Indeed.com slash soundsfun. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. And now let's go back and finish up our summer love and conversation with Deborah Lucas and Becca. That sounds fun. If I feel bad saying this to you in front of Lucas cuz he Uh-oh. I just feel bad saying this. But I'll tell you a, a while ago when a relationship be not a full one but a relationship thing ended. Yeah. What I found in my head was going, you know what? All the guys who meet on my qualities exist, they're just married. They're married to other people. And the mature—sorry, Lucas, this is not true about you. I feel so bad fine. saying this sitting with you. don't have to feel because bad. Because I love you so yes. much. You, I'm a work in progress. Know, you don't we have to feel are, bad. But, but that, that is a mindset I, saw, I felt really mm-hmm. negatively affecting me for a couple of days till my counselor and I, like, worked it out. Because I was like, well, they do exist. They're wonderful. But if they're mature, and if they're spiritually mature and emotionally mature, they got married. And so we're left with, and that's not fair, and that's not true. Right. Yeah. And so for a few days, it really affected how I was thinking about someone that i had met. Right. And, and so how do we go back and even identify? Because at the time, I just thought, no, this is just science. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when the first thought came to me, I mean, has that happened to y'all? Where it's like, well, I'm, I'm having this thought because of my experience. Yeah. Not just out of nowhere. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I think, again, this is personal. I, it's not maybe prescriptive for everyone's. Maybe it is. I don't know. I I, I think a lot of times we do earthly math. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, we do. Like we do like, well, this and this add up to this Mm -hmm. in whatever the situation. And when I look at the instructive things throughout Scripture— I just see things that transcend earthly math constantly. You're right. And and I think for anyone who might be listening, who's like, "Yikes, that's churchy," I I think I what I would no, say it's is, right? Yeah, but I, you know what I mean? Like people who aren't familiar or like don't see scripture the way I might see it as like there's God's word yeah. or whatever. I will say it's the Lord's taught me a lot through it.
1: I mm-hmm. think I love that to not
2: do that sort of math.
1: Yeah, think of it this way: God's reality. Is more real than your reality. Yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. And so I think it's important to understand that your belief system, sure, it might be rooted in your real life experience. That doesn't mean it's rooted in truth. Yeah, that's good, Just because you see it doesn't mean it's true. Just because you think it doesn't mean it's true. Just because you feel it doesn't mean it's true. Mm -hmm.
2: Like what narratives are in my mind? Mm -hmm. That's another thing I think God's helped me with is like, revealing narratives like, ah, I didn't even realize that's kind of the narrative I was thinking for a long time. And he can do those things. Yeah. He can do those things in a moment. He did that for me one time at church. Like there was this they were. It was kind of guided prayer. Yeah. Like they would give a prayer question, and then you would sit with the Lord and pray. And, and like I'm. I mean, in a moment, it was crazy. It was like a counseling session. He's in a good thir- counselor. The Lord yeah. wild, is a good right?
1: counselor. It was
2: like I was connecting all these dots throughout my childhood, through all these things. All of yeah. a sudden, it was like that's a narrative I believe. Well,
1: well, that's something really important to address, and not to turn this into a counseling thing. But you no, know, that's what, do, yes. right? yes, that's what I do. Counsel us. That's what I do. But those those mindsets. Sometimes they're so subtle.
0: And And they stay with us for so long. Mm -hmm. And they stay
1: with us. They're so familiar that we just, it's just Mm -hmm. who I am. It's just part of how I think. But where is that even coming from? The narrative of rejection. Where is that coming from? Mm -hmm. The narrative of fear of abandonment. Where is that coming from? The narrative of just, I don't know if I can trust these people. Mm -hmm. Where is that coming from? And oftentimes how we date... Or don't date mm-hmm. is reflective of a deeper mm-hmm. narrative that's sometimes rooted in our experience. Yeah. Sometimes I say this; it's rooted in our trauma rather than God's truth.
2: Yeah. yeah. Is it well, coming from my advocate or my adversary? Right. You know.
1: When I
3: I feel the scarcity versus abundance um, mm-hmm. mindset, mm-hmm. I think that can that can be sometimes where I waffle like grew up with probably more of the scarcity mindset. And so I see that translate into like the dating pool. And it's like, but when I can rely on God's abundance and like trust that like, no, there's not just one person out there for me that I like, I have to get it right and like go find them. It's like, there are good men out there and I might not like see it just on the daily, but I think to your point of just like, Trusting that God knows what I need
1: better than I know myself. Becca, that's so insightful, that scarcity mentality from childhood for who knows what reason. You know, obviously, we're not going to get into the depth of that today. But I feel like the Lord even wants to free you of that in your here and now. And the ripple effect of that will be to change the way that you look at the dating pool.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, because... Those are the mindsets. They affect how we date. We see them. Because here's the thing. Relationships are like a mirror of our childhood hurts and wounds and our past. Like even dating begins to reflect things about us that we're like, "Ooh, didn't know that was there. Why did him ghosting me? Affect me in such a deep way. (laughs) Why do I feel like I am like about to die? Right. And I've met him
0: twice. Yeah. Exactly.
1: (laughs) It starts to reveal things. Right. And that's why I think it's a beautiful gift. I think relationships are a beautiful gift. If we allow them to be the mirror that God uses to heal us yes. to the next level, yes. like, see, now, we're, now we're making dating this whole new thing. <laughs> I just be. feel like it's like an invitation, yes. like, okay, yeah. let me let me heal this area in you, Lucas. You yeah, know? yeah. And,
2: and I think, like, as you're talking, I mean, the thought that comes to my mind is like, do we believe redemption is possible? Usually, we think about that as like becoming a christian i don't just i don't mean necessarily just in that way i mean like this of the situation you know so for example this isn't something i think about a lot or worry about but i'm trying to think from a guy's perspective i don't want to assume anything from a female perspective i know i know it's different like y'all were saying there's different things we deal with but for me i'm going to be 40 this year i'm never going to be a young dad
0: yeah. If
2: I ever am a dad.
0: Dude, I had to grieve that too. You know what I'm I'll saying? I'll never be a mom in my 30s. I, I, yeah. I'm <laughs> never going
2: to be a young dad. But yeah. then then comes the crossroads of how do I think about that? And that's what I meant earlier about like what's yeah. on my plate? My plate is I'm never going to be a young dad. Yeah. Do I believe that there's a potentially redemptive, there's tension in that, that is the precursor to some sort of redemptive, powerful thing that God's going to do that I have no clue about? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That... And as I think about that, I'm like, that's who he is. I don't need to understand or know everything, but I can be expectant, right? That redemption is possible, that the fact that I'm never going to be a young dad, there may be really mind-boggling purposes in that, Mm -hmm. you know, that can go way beyond, for me personally, what being a young dad would have accomplished or how I would have savored being a young dad. Maybe this other thing that God's going to do, the big question mark, I will savor that way more than I would have ever. So, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's just a hypothetical, but...
0: That's, no, that's really But it, again, that's it speaks helpful. to the
2: narrative and the perspective of like, how am I looking at that plate? Am I listening yeah. to the voice of the adversary or the advocate, yeah. so to speak? You mm.
1: naturally do a really good job of keeping your mind in healthy spaces. Like, for sure, that's something you do. It has.
2: N- I've not always been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, learned, that's a, like I said, skill? work in progress, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not like I've been in less healthy places, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah,
1: Yeah, I I love that. You know, I I, I think the only caveat, Mm -hmm. positive thinking is so important. The only caveat is some people, and Lucas, you are not in this category, at Mm -hmm. least I don't think you are. Some people... Feel like they have to be so positive that they don't have a chance to grieve, like, like a denial I call, I call thing. it toxic yeah. optimism, yeah. like yes. a denial thing. I don't think you struggle with that because you even said clearly, like I grieve the fact that I'm not going to be a dad, a yeah. young dad, like because yeah. there has to be that lament, yes. there has to be that wound, and we have to be okay with facing the hard stuff because mm-hmm. if there was no wounds, we'd have no need totally. for a healer, yeah. Yeah. totally. You totally. know, so so for those who are listening that are like, ah, this hurts, this is hard. I have wounds, I mm-hmm. have fears, I, 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 I lament the fact, I grieve the fact that I'm not going to be a natural mm-hmm. mom, mm-hmm. or I'm not going to be a young dad, or mm-hmm. I'm not, God is with you in that lament too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know, totally. and, and then once you've grieved with him, you get up and you change your mindset, and you trust that his reality is better than your reality.
2: Yeah, totally. I love that. And I, and I will say, too, as a precursor to where I'm at right now was years of being down, years at a time. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now that I look back on that, it was transformative. Mm-hmm. Like God used it in crazy wild ways that— now I look back, I'm like, man, I don't know that I'd be who I am if yeah. I hadn't be- had those years, and they weren't enjoyable. <laughs> right. Like, you know I mean, what I mean? Yeah, right. And so, yeah, I, I definitely – agree. That's great stuff.
0: Mm. Deborah. we just want so much more of your wisdom. This is one of the gifts of this series is every episode has a different expert so that we can just bridge people to the rest of your work. So will you talk for just a second as we wrap up? Where else can we find you? Where's your podcast? Like, tell us all the things. And then yeah. Reset comes out really soon, right? March 14th that yeah, already yeah, came yeah. out. Oh, good, 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 good. Okay. Yeah, it's, so just it's a available. couple weeks ago. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. So... You can find me. Right now, I've been hanging out a lot on Instagram. Yeah. I, it's my like my platform of choice these yes. days. Uh, and My podcast is called Love and Relationships, and it's a hotline style show where people call in and talk to me as a yes. counselor, and we just talk through things. You can find out. I have a counselor's network where you can get plugged in with a good Christian counselor. And as far as my books go, I have six. But the two I'd love to highlight today are if you're kind of in a dating journey and you want to get healthy- and attract and engage healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. I'd start with true love dates. Yep. And then when we talk about getting to some of those roots of our mindset and our beliefs and how they impact our feelings and, and then our behavior, my newest book is called Reset. And yes. it's 31 Practices to kind of help you get to some of those roots and achieve a deeper level of healing.
0: Yeah, you're about to get a lot of phone calls from people. About, I heard you on that. Sounds fun. I'd like to now be on your podcast and help me. Do y'all, Lucas or Becca, do y'all have any other questions for Deborah or any other thoughts?
2: I've got one. What's the first podcast episode if someone's a new listener? What what episode we say Great listen question. to this one first?
1: Oh, is the one so that good. comes to mind. You know, I would say a series comes to mind, and it's the on-air counseling sessions. Oh, cool! Um, Right now, we're in the middle of a reset series of people who want to reset from things in their life, like their relationship with food, or toxic relationships, or porn, or toxic optimism was one of them that we what we just talked about. So, I would start with those on-air counseling sessions because I think you can really just learn from other people's journeys.
2: One other question: I can take your brain forever, but. different people have different levels of trauma in life that they bring into a relationship or potential relationship. Yes. Um, How would you recommend, like maybe when would you recommend bringing up those things? And then how would you recommend approaching, tackling those things, not in marriage, but in the relationship phase?
1: Well, I love that you mentioned that and the different levels. Because some of us I put myself in that category who come from a family where there wasn't crazy trauma. There's still little tea yeah, traumas. Little, t's. little yeah, beliefs sure, yeah, that yeah. I have brought into relationships. Right. So the number one thing is work on yourself standing alone. Before mm. you jump into the dating world, take some time to work on yourself yeah. to date inward, to deal with some of those things, to get in counseling, to process some of that stuff. And and more things come up in relationships cuz like I said earlier relationships are a mirror. What a mirror People right? start triggering buttons, pushing on things that nobody's ever touched before mm-hmm. and causing you to have these emotional reactions. So work on yourself first. And then after the 3 to 6 months of investigation is over and you're starting to pursue ec- exclusivity, I think you can slowly start to bring up some of those things piece by piece. Remember that trust is something that has to be earned. It's not just something you give someone because Mm. you start dating them. That's good. You know, so just little by little. That's really
0: good. Bex? I was
3: going to ask what was the biggest lesson you learned in your own dating Ooh, that's a good one. That
1: is a good one. It would be you have to know who you are in order to understand the type of person who's going to be a good match for your life. Mm -hmm. I I went through a dating situation for a year and a half, dating a guy that wasn't a good match for my life. And it wasn't because he was a bad guy. It was because I had no idea who I was. It's like a puzzle piece. There's two pieces and there's all of these other pieces and you're trying to cram them in and see if it fits. And you end up with broken pieces. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you know your shape and you know your colors, you can easily look at that. All the other pieces, and be like, oh, that one matches. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
0: (laughs) that one will never match.
1: It's not about that one will not match. match. What helped you know
2: your shape? Like, what helped you figure out your shape?
1: Honestly, for me, it was taking a season of intentional, like, dating inward. In true love dates, I talk about dating inward as the first step to healthy dating because that's for me getting through to my beliefs, dealing with my trauma, dealing with some of the things from my past, understanding what I want and what I don't want. Knowing my past, my identity in the present, and also having a vision where God is taking me, because yeah. that's a big part of knowing if somebody can match your life or not. So even in this single season, you guys, this is not wasted time. Right. Like God is, first of all, doing amazing things through each of you. Like just, I mean, I, I could hug all of you. I just <laughs> love what you bring to the table. And I want to affirm that you are so valuable in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. You are so valuable standing alone. But this isn't wasted time just twiddling your thumbs waiting for that person. This is time that God is preparing you, growing you, healing you, transforming you so that if and when you do get married, you've already done the work. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and that's my prayer that's for each of you, actually. Hmm. Can I pray for the three of you? Yes. That awesome. Let's end the show like that. Let's do that. i love that. You pray us out. Jesus, I just thank you for Annie. And Becca and Lucas, God, I just thank you that they are faithful to you even when the timeline that they had planned doesn't match up with your timeline, God. I thank you that they trust you more than they trust their timelines. I thank you that they believe that your reality is greater than their reality. And I just pray, God, for whoever's listening that needs to believe that too, that you would begin to download your truths over their life that you would begin to help us all get to the roots of some of our unhealthy mindsets that might be rooted in our trauma or our negative experiences or the things that are happening in this world today instead of rooted in your truth. And I pray, God, that you would fill them up in this season. I pray, God, that you would give them a vision for what you have for them. Help them to be proactive in every area of their life moving forward in faith, whether that's in relationships, whether that's in ministry, whether that's in their career, whatever calling you have over them. I pray that this would be a season of preparation, that you would help them to get healthy standing alone and prepare them for whatever you have for them in the next season. We trust you, God. We trust your plan for each of their life. And we know that it's going to be so good. In Jesus' name,
0: amen. Amen. Okay, aren't they the best, you guys? Aren't they just the best? All three of them. But man, I'm so grateful for all of their wisdom. I'm really grateful to Deborah for stepping in with us and leading that conversation. Make sure you check out her book, True Love Dates, or her podcast, Love and Relationships. And again, for a full list of her books and all the resources from our summer love and experts, go to anniefdowns.com/slash dating. Also, if you are single and you still want to drop your email into the link in the show notes, we'll let you know about any future things we do like this this meaning things that are created with you in mind and we'll for sure add you to the afd weekend review email list to keep you in the loop on all the things okay guys make sure and follow along with the rest of summer Lovin' so you get to hear the whole experience we are just getting started and if you're single or dating or you just love someone who is Be sure to share the show with friends or loved ones, especially your married friends who can help you understand better what is going on. It's a great conversation starter. It has been for me. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and on the road for the Here For You Tour this week. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait. Five shows this weekend. Let's go. Grab your tickets if you haven't already. Come hang with us on the Here For You Tour. It's hereforyoutour.com. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home. Do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. What sounds fun to me today is rehearsing for a tour. That is how we are spending our whole day. And I am ready. I am ready. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you back here on Thursday for our conversation about the Enneagram and dating with Enneagram coach Jackie Brewster and my friends Kelly and Toby. We'll see y'all then.